All right, we're recording? Yep. Welcome, everyone, to the Rink Rat Report podcast. Only Jason today, Josh, is on vacation. Well, I don't blame him. Not <laughs> much as... Well, some has actually been heating up in the hockey world. Yeah. I might have spoken so too soon. How are you doing, Jason, today? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. If you're going to plan a vacation, now would be the the best time in with with in accordance to the hockey world but uh yeah rookie camps don't open yeah. for another like week or so kind of a lull week or two yeah it's, it is a lull but we've been we got we some were action blessed. we were bl- we got lucky this year oh yeah so we, couturier signed i don't even remember eight by seven and a seven point seven five or whatever look up that number Savetchnikov, i think got like the exact same number but we're, we'll pull up those details in a second. he got seven seven point seven five for eight and I think Couturier, Couturier was got the exact same deal. For solid eight. deals for both guys. Yeah, yeah. Couturier, obviously an older guy, but really deserves it. Mm-hmm. Solid two-way game. Good offensively, good, very good defensively. Svechnikov is on the up and up. I mean, according to his passport, is born in the year 2000, I believe. <laughs> However, how legitimate that is, who knows. But he's trending in the right direction, so we won't question it. But the big news... First off, we're going to do a draft. We're going to do some contenders and pretenders in the NHL. Teams that we think will contend for a cup and other teams that we think, you know, playoff kind of teams, but just aren't quite there yet. Yeah. Or maybe some overrated teams. We'll get into that. But I really want to sink my teeth into Yesperi Kakanyemi being offer sheeted by the Carolina Hurricanes. Yeah, that one was a lot of fun. That was fun to see opening up Twitter and – uh Seeing that, because you never really get to see offer sheets. They're always talked about. Um, and it's an interesting one. It's, there's honestly a lot of layers to this. There really there's is. so many. It's, it's kind of crazy. So for, for those who don't know, um, Montreal, last year we also saw an offer sheet. And Montreal was the team that offer sheeted. And they offer sheeted Sebastian Ajo, who plays for Carolina. Mm-hmm. So this is kind of where the drama all starts. You want to you wanna lead us into it? So first off, that was the biggest Mickey Mouse offer sheet ever. Mm-hmm. Like Sebastian Ajo and the Carolina Hurricanes were at an impasse. Uh, Montreal offered, I believe it was eight point two five. Sebastian Ajo signed the D, signed it, but then Carolina just matched. Yeah, eight point two five is not a very competitive offer for Sebastian Ajo, who's one of the better players in the league. Yeah. I gotta say, so it literally just it worked out so well in Carolina's favor that it's almost like they should have been thanking Montreal for that play there. Because it's like, now we got our superstar player locked up at a very reasonable rate. Are you kidding me? For some term as well. However, it seems like the Hurricanes did not take too kindly to that at all. I I think they maybe thought it was like, uh, because Carolina kind of has a, uh, they're, they're known as being a cheap team. They don't always spend to the cap. Not yeah, cheap. they have an internal. They cap. They have an internal cap, so maybe. And they have a very active owner. Yeah, so maybe they maybe uh, Bergevin thought, hey, maybe they're they'll be a little cheap here. They'll they'll just take the compensation and walk away. But didn't work out for him. It was like you said, it it, it honestly helped no out Carolina. It, yeah. it helped out Carolina. The only disadvantage to Montreal was that it helped Carolina. Yeah, kind of yeah. thing. Right? And it got us to talk about it for the dead of the summer, which was nice. Bit. But anyways, exactly. Now on to Cock and Yemi. So, the Carolina Hurricanes offer sheeted Jesperi Kakanyemi of the Montreal Canadiens for $6.1 million for one year. The compensation, if Montreal decides not to match this, 
which we have not heard whether or not they have yet. The compensation would be a first-round pick and a third-round pick going back to Montreal. Montreal to, would have to match and pay Jesperi Kakanyemi $6.1 million. That's just the plain business side of what just happened there. However, when you go deeper into this, um, apparently this was directed from the owner to do so, number one, which is kind of insane that the mm-hmm. owner, Tom Dundon, is you know involved in these decisions. Number two, they put out a statement that was word for word the exact same thing that Bergevin said the year before when they offer sheeted Sebastian Ajo. Like, word for word, the exact same thing. Yeah. It just seemed <laughs> like a, just a troll play. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I, I It's so weird. Entertainment-wise, I love it. I loved I think it. It's, I think it's so funny. And the funny part is Peg Noto was the one who tweeted that uh, the quote. And, like, whenever I see him tweet, I never know if it's – I always have to think a second because I don't see the blue check mark, so I just mm-hmm. assume, oh, this is probably a troll. And, no, it was – it's real. It it's real. real. So it's the owners doing – it. This is an interesting one. Like this, it's kind of a head scratcher for some people. But it, there's so many. Ugh, like I want to get into the list. I don't know where to start though. Like where should we start here? Like the pettiness for Sebastian Ajo. Like like in the like, co- like right now they're taking the approach. We're not going to take any shit from any mm-hmm. other teams. Yeah. However, you just let your star defenseman leave in free agency for a lot of money. Yes. But you let him walk. And then you didn't re-sign your Calder-nominated goaltender. Yeah. For he was just asking for three, not no term, nothing outrageous, three million dollars, and you traded him for Bernier in a third, and Bernier you didn't even come close to a contract with, so you traded Alex Nedeljkovic for a third-round pick, but you're not going to take any shit. For a team that offer sheeted your star player and got and essentially handed you him on a silver platter for less money than probably what he was looking for, I don't know. That's pretty crazy. I don't know what you're watching over there, but I'm receiving a call. Sorry, <laughs> I got to put this on. Do not disturb. Anywho, cut that out. But what I think is so. In terms of, I don't know which layer you wanted to get to next. I wanted to go th- through. Should Montreal? I want to pose this question. Should Montreal um, match this? The offer sheet. Honestly, no. No, they, sh- they shouldn't. But um, I could see why they would do it. I think... So the issue with the offer sheet for Montreal, like on, in their perspective, there's like there's pros and cons of each side, right? So the pro of, like, ma- of matching the offer sheet is Kakanyemi's on your team, right? You already lost a big piece in Philip know this year in centerman. You're... And, and even though... Uh, uh, Kanyemi may not be be a second line center. He might only be third line center on your team, uh, but it still leaves a big hole for them at center with not not really much available to replace him with, right? So that's one reason why they would want to sign him. Um, but I, I just think that another reason is that it fits his it fits Montreal's timeline, right? They're not really look they're not a team that uh, is is looking to tear it down. At, no, they're well, not looking to rebuild at all. Like right the, now. this is the, like they're in the last little edge of their window. They're they dipped into free agency. Mm-hmm. They, they got some some older players there. They acquired Tyler Toffoli the year before. Nick Suzuki's all at almost at that peak mm-hmm. age. Cole Caulfield's on the up and up there. They're looking to compete now. And this first and third round pick, it might help them get. Uh, uh, sorry, 
if they don't, if if they, if they don't, so I, th- I think essentially what you're trying to say is if they don't uh, sign the the qualifying, are they they don't sign the what whatever it's called, like drawing a blank on qualifying. Well. Yeah. Oh my god. If they don't sign the offer sheet, <laughs> then they don't have Yasperi Kakinyemi, who right now is slated as their second line center. Yes. It would be right now if they did sign the offer sheet, they have up the middle Nick Suzuki, Yasperi Kakinyemi, Jake Evans, and Cedric Paquette. So if they don't, there goes your second line center. Who plays second line center for you this year? I like Jake Evans. He's not a second line center, though, at all. You're going to have to make an additional move. However, if you do sign that offer sheet, I think Yasperi Kakinyemi is worth more than a first and a third kind of thing right now. He was a third overall pick, a bit of a reach, but a third overall pick very recently ago. He has good attributes to him. He hasn't quite progressed as much as you would like, but he has shown some good flashes. And I mean, he's still a young player, like just a baby-faced little kid. A first and a third for Yasperi Kakanyemi, if I was trading that for him right now, that's a great deal, I would say. Yeah, I agree. However, now you have him. If you do sign that, he's at 6.1 for one year. Next year, that means you have to qualify him at 6.1 or you have to extend him no matter what he does yeah. or you lose him for free. Yeah, and the, the real winner here is Kakanyemi because he's no matter how he plays, he's getting laughing. at least 6 mil next year and either he underperforms, gets paid his qualifying offer, or he overperforms and gets paid a boatload. He gets a ton. Like he's... I he's feel in the like if he seat. overperforms, he gets 6.1. Yeah, that's true. what he almost true, would yeah. be worth. <laughs> but um, and when you look at this team, though, he would I think he would have to be on the wing, probably. Yeah, wing. Maybe. I don't know how much wing he's played. But when you look at the – sorry, the Carolina Hurricanes. Yes. I, I said when you look at this team, which team? But holy. When you look at the Carolina Hurricanes, up the middle they have Ajo, Trocek, Stahl, and Steven Lorenz. Good old Waterloo boy there. So, I mean – you just offer sheeted for this guy. He's not going to be in the bottom six there for sure. He's going to have to play top six, probably in Nino Nino Ryder spot right now there. So, but you, you could also maybe fit on the third line, like a sheltered maybe. role with Trocek. Right maybe. now they have Ryan Suzuki slotted third line. Ah, okay. Maybe yeah, move I'll, him out of there, but I could see that as well. Yeah. Top mm-hmm. nine, I would say, yeah. but my a point, my point to yeah, that would not would was, uh, we're on fire this episode. Yeah, we're, I really got to say, holy, what's in the air in this office? But uh, he's not playing fourth line. You're not giving a guy $6.1 million and putting him fourth line there. Really. But also, when you look at this, the roster for Carolina, like, why would they offer she Kakanyemi of all players? To me, it's just, that that also doesn't make sense. Like, he doesn't, it's not like they had a glaring need at center. And they were a team like Detroit or Ottawa that's on the up and up kind of thing, expected to make playoffs next year, and just had a glaring need at center. And it was like, okay, Cock and Yemi's our number one guy. Like it's it's, it's odd. Also, like if you're gonna it's a team that's supposed to be competing. Yeah, I I if you're looking for a player this year, just go for. Why wouldn't you offer sheet Elias Peterson? Elias Peterson? Yeah, I, you could. Because as you said before, they operate under an internal cap. You're going to have to give 10 mil for Peterson, yeah. which is like three first-round picks. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but like you could pay a li- little bit more and get someone better. I, it's I just feel like the so Hurricanes odd. went out of their way to, to offer do it, yeah. Well, uh, Kock and Yemi, and now like I feel like it's going to be like, the, you know, the uh, this might seem a little random, but... Um, 
the ending of the movie Finding Nemo, where all the fish are in the the bags <laughs> and they roll into the ocean. Yes, yeah, but they're still in the bags and they're in the ocean. <laughs> it's like, yeah, we did it. Like, now what? <laughs> and they're all just looking around at each other. I feel like if it, if Montreal decides to accept the compensation and not sign the the qualifying or the the offer sheet for Kakanyemi, that's what they're going to be sitting there looking like. Yeah, kind of thing. No, yeah, that's I like that's a great analogy. <laughs> I, mean, I love that. <laughs> like there's, now there's what? Some yeah, layers no, it's, to it's, it. it's you, weird. It, and you like, got Kakanyemi at a decent deal, first yes. and a third, not bad. Like, but you expect Kakanyemi to be number? Yeah, you expect him to be a good player for you, especially because you're going to have him basically two years at six How much do you think Kakanyemi is worth right now? If he were to sign a bridge deal, one or two years, what would the AAV be? No more than three. I, I I was thinking like two, two yeah, and a half. Yeah, yeah, no more than six point yeah. one. That's all. That's, that's an a egregious lie. overpayment. Yeah, especially for a restricted free agent. That next year you're gonna have to give him six one or extend him. Yeah, and and I I don't know if this rule applies to only Montreal, but I know that if a uh you retain a player off, I, I it might apply to Carolina, but if Montreal does match the offer sheet and sign Kakiemi, he cannot be traded for a full year. That's correct. So he would have to stay on the team. Be with Montreal. And they were looking to move him before. Exactly. I don't know if they were looking to move him, but he requested a trade yeah. and very things are, recently. Things are already awful with him in the front office, and now they're just so much worse because he's now signed this yeah, offer sheet, which stinks. is obviously within. Like they, they reached on him. Yeah. They, tr- they rushed him into the NHL. Mm-hmm. He looked good for a period of time there and then just kind of like, not regressed, I want to say, but like didn't quite reach to the heights. We're, we're still recording, right? I have PTSD from a couple <laughs> episodes ago, but he didn't quite reach the heights that they expected him after a solid rookie season there. Well, I don't even know if it was a solid rookie season or just a solid start. I think he just started I think he hot. started very hot yeah, and just hasn't quite been able to find his footing. Has had like played well in that bubble a couple of years ago, had a couple of good playoff games here and there in, the, in these past playoffs, but inevitably in the end, Montreal determined that they had guys that were sitting that were better than him and they scratched him. Yeah. So, just a weird situation all around here. What's and your prediction? Does Montreal sign this offer sheet? I don't know. I because like the the type of person Mark Bergevin is, he's like a type of shooter gambler. He likes to like be the guy. You know what I mean? He likes to call other people's bluffs, and I feel like he's the type of guy to call Carolina's bluff here and be like, you know what? All right, we'll 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 take the first and the third. Give it to us. We're not signing the offer sheet, but who knows? Maybe, maybe that maybe in his eyes that means they like Carolina wins. Like right? Like who? I feel like this yeah. is a, almost like a, a, a. I could also see him saying, contest, "Screw yeah. you, mm-hmm. we're, we're signing keep him him yeah. kind of thing." It's all about an ego. It seems more ego than anything, honestly. Than like, good. This Mickey Mouse sport needed this. <laughs> um, One last thing I wanted to add is that uh, the salary structure, which is not the most interesting thing to talk about, but uh, Carolina negotiated a signing bonus of twenty dollars on the Kotkaniemi deal, <laughs> and that's because like. People were saying maybe that it's because Sebastian Ajo's number is number twenty. It is, <laughs> which is that's a hundred percent it. <laughs> which is like a big, uh, yeah. That just adds so another funny. layer. It's I hilarious. Yeah, that one. I'm so glad you brought that one up. <laughs> but yeah, like it's like, it's such a weird situation all around. It. I don't think like anyone comes out a winner other than just Barry Cockney. I mean, in this situation, honestly, no, no one does. It's yeah, it's just a really <laughs> weird situation. Like, if he's gone again, Montreal is compensated under mar- fair market value yeah. in my opinion they're left of the hole at center and then if if 
for Carolina's flip end, like you have a guy for too much money now in a weird kind of spot in your lineup. And then you're betting on him to be a lot better than he's ever been. And then if Montreal actually signs the, the signs, the deal, like then you have cock and again for too much money. Yeah. That's why I think Montreal might not sign it because like Carolina has zero repercussions. If like he signs with Montreal, right? Carolina, honestly, cap friendly has him on on top uh, Carolina Carolina. right now. Yeah. I think that's just like a formality because he, he's a sign. Yeah. So now they have the option to match. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Three forwards with, uh, a signing bonus and cock and yummy is one of them. It's just <laughs> hilarious, but kind of funny, kind of gets you thinking kind of thing, evaluating yeah. both sides, which is fun. Yeah. So I'm really glad that this happened. Yeah. It's a and lot it of did fun. Not happened to the leaks. It did not. So even though kind of funny to talk, see Montreal yeah. fans then say, Oh, get rid of this <laughs> trash. It's like, all right. Uh, you flip pretty quick on that one, but <laughs> whatever. Anyways, so any other news to get to other than the, Kanyemi and Tolvin and signed. I mean, Small. nothing really yeah. breaking kind of thing. Nothing huge. We were supposed to draft goalies this episode. NHL.com released their top goalies that had made us that had started from 99, 2000 and onwards. Um, the list pr- kind of sucked, but didn't have time to dig into it, unfortunately. Yeah. So yeah. NHL.com wins for now. We'll do that <laughs> maybe next week if we have some time. But let's get into it. Contenders, pretenders. You want to go first? Um, sure. Uh, yeah. Why not? I'll 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 take the first crack at it. And um, so do you, what do we? What should we start with? Contenders or pretenders? I feel like it's more fun to start with a contender, maybe. Right. Do one each. One each. So okay, I'm gonna start off first with the contenders. And one of my uh, so contender to me is just like, like we said at the top of the episode, is just a team that maybe is a playoff team. And now I think after this off season has potentially made the leap to become one of those, uh, playoff content or NH or Stanley cup contenders. Wow. Mm-hmm. I'm word soup today. Anyways. Um, so the first team I pick, I'm going to go with the Edmonton Oilers. Um, the Edmonton Oilers, uh, some people, th- they made some very odd moves, but they also made some very good moves this off season. They've Wait, done, you're saying they're a contender. They're a contender. Wow. Yeah. Well, there's only so many teams to pick from, right? So, the, like, let, let's before I get into this, there's like the biggest thing that happened this offseason, obviously, was the expansion draft. So, a lot of teams got worse, right? And I, I found it hard to find teams that really truly improved and took a step Pre-free forward. Pre free agency, you're correct. Every single team yes. did technically yes. get worse. They yes. lost a player. And so, it made it a lot harder to, like, uh, to to take a step forward for most of these teams because they lo- a lot of teams lost the core player and one player that uh, technically roster wise the Leafs didn't get worse no they they stayed the same which is again they got was, better and then they got worse yes <laughs> but but net zero exactly so go on um they end up losing Adam Larson which was a big blow but after that like I don't really think they had many other losses on their team they lost Ethan Bear and they lost Caleb Jones but. What they did up front is what I'm looking at right here. So they they added Zach Hyman, they added Warren Fogle, and they added Derek Ryan. All three of those guys are great complementary players to the forwards that they already have there. They make the, it makes their top nine very very dangerous. Giving a, like where, wherever Zach Hyman plays in the lineup, whether he plays with McDavid, plays with Drysdale, or even plays on his own, he's going to be lethal on that team. Right? They're 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 just going to have a good good top six top nine group, and um, their defense. 
They may have gotten a lot worse. They got Cody Cece. They got Duncan Keith to replace Ethan Bear, Larson, Caleb Jones. I think Evan Bouchard might come up and play for them. I think that's kind of what they're expecting, maybe. Yeah, third pairing. Right. So uh, they are. So I do. I I do see what you see here. Yes. I mean, Connor McDavid's the best hockey player exactly. in the world, bar so, none, no doubt. And then putting Zach Hyman on the wing—that's a big improvement there. Yes. Uh, and then on the right wing, Jesse Puyarvi, a guy that we banked on having a breakout, breakout, breakout season this year. Second line, Leon Dreisaitl, obviously has his deficiency, deficiencies defensively, however, makes up more than enough on on the offensive side of the puck. Yamamoto's a great young player. And then daily faceoff has Nugent Hopkins. You can move him third line center, move up Warren Fogle. That could be a very good line there as well. So the top six, I think, and even... I think all nah. Well, they they they, they also shored up their depth with Derek, Derek Ryan, who's Derek like a Ryan, really a sneak, sneaky yeah. good player. Like he's very good two way. And uh, wh- one of the points I was trying to make is that like they really the they forward were, group is improved. They improved a lot in the forward group. I think. And I think they of all the teams that have been like that have like Im- improved in their forward group, they were, were the most improved of the of their forward groups. Their defense on the other hand got a lot worse, losing Adam Larson. But the the thing is, is that I think that the forwards they acquired could help out. Uh, could supplement the loss of Adam Larson because they brought some strong defensive forwards in in Derek Ryan and Zach Hyman. So they're not that strong. They're not that strong, but again, this is already a bottom ten defensive team in the NHL, and they're I, they're not going to like it, them getting worse on defense. I don't think is going to affect them that much. So right? Here's my thoughts on their defense as well as their goaltending. This is an expensive pile of crap. Yes, it is. Like Darnell Nurse isn't the greatest defensively. Tyson Berry, as a Leafs fan, we all seen we've all seen what that looks like back there. It's like kudos for trying, but brother, you you absolutely suck. Duncan Keith completely sucks on the defensive side of the puck. Cody Cece on the offensive side of the puck sucks. Got a bunch of second assists this year and was very had a lot of even strength points. Maybe he repeats that just by going blasting out to Drysaddle McDavid. Sure, that could happen. However, I mean, defensive side of the puck, he was actually pretty good this year, too. Just an overpayment for Cody yes, Cece. Yes, yeah. When you're bragging about acquiring Cody Cece, and when technically speaking, actually, when you look at it, Cody Cece is the best addition to your defense that this offseason. Brother, you got some issues. Oh, yeah. They brought back 39-year-old Mike Smith, who played way over his head, in my opinion, this year. He had a renaissance kind of year, 920 save percentage, He's 39 years old. And then they have Koskinen, who I, I don't know if I told it on the pod. I went back to go look at Leon Dreisaitl defensive plays to make fun of him. Uh, there was a couple in there, you know, like there was one Johnny Goudreau had the puck behind the net and he was going, he was clearly looking to make a pass. And Leon Dreisaitl had his stick up in the air and went to go make a hit. That's. It's not the point of making a hit. You're supposed to separate the guy from the puck, but made the hit, but they scored. Um, what I was getting to on that, that long-winded answer, I couldn't pull enough dry settle bad defensive plays because I was just in, in awe of how bad the goals that Mike, uh, Miko Koskinen was letting in. He sucked last year. I don't even know, like, about the year before. He sucked. He let in some horrible goals. He's not. I don't think he's a very good goaltender at all. So now you have kind of whatever back there. Your defense can't play defense, and then you have a great offense. Sure, we've seen the Pittsburgh Penguins be carried by Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin, 
And then on the back end, they had Ron Hainsey. To a Stanley Cup final, they won. Yeah. Good yeah. goaltending as well. Do I think that'll happen in this case? I don't know. Like I, I'm really going against like my instincts to say that this team would win a round. So part of the reason why I also picked them is because their path is one of the easier ones. They're in one of the easiest. They are in the easiest division in the NHL by That's far. True. Like by far the easiest. They're gonna play either. Um, but do you think that that would be a surprise then that like they come first in their division? Sure. They get that one seed, or whatever, and then just get blown out of the water by like a wild card team that actually had to play against some competition. Maybe, but the, here's the thing: I don't see them coming first. They're g- they're going to come second behind Vegas, I think. Okay. Yeah. And then that means they're probably going to play one of Vancouver, Calgary, or if Seattle or I don't know, yeah, probably Seattle. I don't think the Ducks or San Jose or LA are going to make it. So it's w- no. w- you're you're getting one of those three teams off the bat. If I, assuming you come in second, and I think that could shape up to a really nice run that's the only okay. i'm just banking on the upside of the of their forwards they have a really really strong forward group and and i think they they honestly arguably have a, a top five maybe even top three forward maybe group i'm here. just knocking them too much from this defensive core but this defensive their defensive core, core don't get me wrong sucks. it is awful but they were also awful last year nurse barry keith cc chris russell and evan bouchard like I'm getting a call now too. Oh What's going We're on? busy guys. It's, it's 10:30 at night. <laughs> Why are you calling me? But Anywho, yeah, that, that was my lowdown. Yeah, so yeah, I, now I you got a pretender now. Uh, yeah, you want me to drop? To, you you want? I feel like you should hit a contender. No, you no. get one, one of one and one. Pretender, and then we switch. Okay. All right. I'm gonna go. So my pretender is going to be. Okay, so my pretender this for this uh, uh, this, episode. this episode is going to be the New York Rangers. Okay, um, interesting. The New York Rangers made a lot of so. a lot a lot of moves this offseason, a lot of roster turnover turnover. Their uh, their GM uh, they they had an entire organizational turnover. Their GM came in with a um, focus on getting bigger, tougher, and kind of solving the Tom Wilson problem. And in doing so, I think they took a step back. Uh, with, with the players that they acquired and the players they got rid of. Most notably, getting rid of Pavel Buchnevich, who is a legit top six forward in the yeah. NHL and getting a big depth player in return. You got Sammy Blaze in return, and that's all you can kind of say about Sammy Blaze is that he's big, right? So I, I would like him on the fourth line. Yeah. But bruiser kind of guy. Not for Pavel. But to give up Pavel <laughs> Buchnevich and get Blay in a second for him, that... I don't know. Yeah. Like, it, I, I, it was really weird. I, I like Buchnevich was up for a contract dispute, and it just kind of seemed like we don't want to have to deal with this headache of signing this fantastic player. Uh, let's get him out of here, kind of thing, and let's get tougher. Let's get more grit. Like, I can understand Buchnevich from what I, I met him once. He's kind of a, you know, prickly kind of guy, like, you know, grumpy ish. Right, so maybe that had to play with it, but like you're trying to win a, you're you're not trying to win the nicest, you're not trying to win the Lady Bing, you're trying to win the Stanley yes. Cup here. Yeah. So, so that one was really weird. Barkley Goudreau got a lot of money. Yeah, they brought bottom not bottom six. That was kind of their biggest addition of the off season was getting Barkley Goudreau, and and like I, I don't think any of the players they got in Goudreau, Blaze, even Ryan Reeves, Tindori, even make up for the value that you lost. 
and Pavel Buchnevich. Yeah, I, I don't know. Tenorti. Sorry. He's a big lug. <laughs> I'm just looking at the players that they brought He's in. He's not they, even in their top six they have on daily yeah. face off. I would because I would play Nils Lungfist over him. Yeah. So ten times out of ten. I, I, I think this th- them being successful this year is gonna be banking on how uh guys like um Keandre Miller Keandre and Capocaco and, and Chidel and all those guys kind of develop Kittle? and get Kido. I'm awful with names, so <laughs> but uh yeah, like these these that's my pretender. hundred percent. Like I, I understand it, yes. They they are banking on some younger players here that are going to be getting an increased role. I I 100% agree with you when you said they they took a step back. Yeah. Like they made a lot of moves and took a step back. I really don't like getting rid of Bushnevich there. Um too salt but like they do have some good pieces in there. Yes. I I do agree with you having them on the pretender list because it's like the the end of last year you would have thought well, the Rangers could be something mm-hmm. here like Fox two just wanted, two yeah. hit picks. Norris Trophy winner on the on the roster. Shesterkin's a good goaltender. Yep. Um, even Georgiev's a good, pretty good goaltender as well. And I would say decent goaltender as well. Keandre Miller on the up and up. Like a lot of guys that are, you're just like, yeah, this guy's on the up and up. Mm-hmm. He's up. He's up and coming. And then a couple moves they made, it was like, just Why? mistakes, honestly. Like, yeah. Barkley Goudreau, I can live with. Sure. Yes, like an yeah. overpayment on there. Well, it, sure. was, like, it was expected. Anywhere he was going to go, he's going to get overpaid. You won the lottery for it. It's kind of like you, you won. You back won. To back yeah. cups. It's going to happen. But, like, yeah, like, I don't know. I don't, I really don't, like, the Ryan Reeves and Sammy Blame. Yeah. What you gave up to get those guys. Jared Tenorti, two years, 950. That guy's not an NHL defenseman. So I agree. I don't know. I really hope Chris Drury can prove us wrong because yeah. y- you made a mess there, pal. And, and on top of that, like <laughs> you again, were gifted, you were gifted. Yeah, you were gifted a really good a team, really and, good opportunity. And I know, I know, we're talking about like just this year. They have also a very interesting course of uh, course over the next year with Zabanage, Javin, Strom both being unrestricted free agents at the end of this year. So that's uh, this. This fast rebuild that we saw from New York could advantage has put up two very. He's years he's in a been row. fantastic. He's Strong, he's due for Panarin, but like still he's put up some good numbers. Yeah, too. yeah. Both those guys have been like honestly integral for them bouncing back at how fastly they did. But yeah, this is, is interesting. Yeah, and on top of all this tough, tough, tough division that they're in. They're yeah, Pittsburgh, Washington Islanders, and Flyers. Like when you look Carolina at the Leafs, well. their second year. So after they got Matthew sixteen seventeen. Yep. So for 16, 17, 17, 18, the Leafs then after 17, 18 lost Bozak JVR. But like compare Bozak JVR to Zibanejad, Ryan Strom, they don't hold a candle. Nowhere near. At all. Nowhere near. We knew JVR, Bozak were getting a lot of money and weren't going to be, weren't going to live up to even close to that contract. Yeah, and Jake Gardner, who evidently fell Um, off the cliff that year. Oh, he was gone that year. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, yeah, we knew that as well because yeah. his back. Cause yeah. His back was totally just Gone. shot yeah. as well. So, yeah, that is interesting. Those two pieces, right? That's huge. Yeah. Huge. But two good picks. You like them? Well, I don't like the others, but. Okay, fair. I thought it was an interesting talking point there. Yeah, I, Rangers, that's a good one there. Um, I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to start off with a pretender first. I mean, they made a lot of high profile moves. This offseason, it's going to be the Chicago Blackhawks. Um, 
a team last year that hovered on the playoff line. Uh, maybe didn't say, uh, one more time. Gosh. Oh my goodness. What an episode we're having. Hey, uh, <laughs> but Kevin Lankinen played above his, his head, I believe at the beginning of the season, which allowed them to be in a playoff spot. But last year didn't have Kirby doc at all. That was a big loss there. He was on the up and up, uh, third overall pick from a couple of years ago too. They do have some good offensive pieces here. And they did add Tyler Johnson, who is serviceable, paying a lot of money for him, but serviceable. But their big addition in Seth Jones, like, I don't know. I like Jake McCabe, sure. But the Seth Jones playing first line there, like, I look at the D and I'm not that happy. Seth Jones, Calvin DeHaan, Jake McCabe, Connor Murphy, Caleb Jones, Wyatt Kalnick. I've never even heard of that guy. But... McCabe they, Murphy, that could be okay. But they also got Mark Andre Fleury. That's a very for good free. Move. I like that move a lot, actually. So, so then tandeming Fleury Lankin, and that could be decent. So th- why why are they pretenders to you? You just didn't like the moves, or what? I thought they spent a lot of yeah. money, and it was just not a time when they should be spending that that kind of tr- and giving up that those kind of assets and spending that kind of coin on players like mm-hmm. that. So so. I I just don't see enough there for them to put together a good run. Yeah. Like, you have two aging superstars there. Like, some other good pieces didn't bring Kat Kubelik, right? Dylan Strom's okay. I don't think he's terrific. But the depth isn't great. And the defense, the top line could use some work in terms of being a good good top end defense kind of thing yeah so i was also kicking around the idea of the chicago blackhawks but honestly like it's not a horrible roster it's not about they've made like but like after this year where do you go from a hundred percent they made some it's weird because they made some awful moves but they also made some like pretty good moves i think signing jake mccabe four years by four million dollars was one of the better defensive signings uh of free expensive, agency, but expensive, yeah, he's but it's player. He's a good player, and and I think there was a lot of expensive contracts given out to not good, play, like not not good players at all, yeah. like awful players, honestly. Like look look like take Cody Cece for example. I know he plays the right side, which is a little bit more coveted, but he basically got paid the same. Jake McCabe got paid the same as Cody Cece, just about got a couple 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 hundred thousand dollars yeah. more. But uh, and and yeah, in acquiring Flurry for like free, Stan Bowman wasn't a tough place. I mean, he. he He's a piece of shit, yeah. but I'm just going to say he's a piece of shit. I, I really hope they get torn to the ground for this investigation. But hockey, like aside from a, from a hockey standpoint, he was in a very tough spot having having to pay, what, $21 million to Taves and Kane for a few more years there. And it was like, okay, like, do you really want to rebuild it right now? Like what? How are Taves and Kane going to be in a couple of years? Exactly. Like, are they even going to be like good enough, half yeah. decent like, kind of thing? So, if it was a really like we need to go for it now, mm-hmm. but like you spent on Seth Jones. Yeah, that was their biggest mistake. I think it's so weird because they spent so much to get Jones. They gave up. Um, oh my well, they gosh. got rid of that Duncan Keith contract, which that was, was a, a blessing. Great deal. I don't know. Yeah. That was a fantastic. They got assets for Duncan Keith, but there was a big right-handed defenseman on the free agent market that you could have got that you didn't have to acquire, uh, give up any assets for and was similar in contract Yeah, in Dougie Hamilton. Mm-hmm. And honestly, that's part of the reason why I didn't consider these guys 
pretenders for me is because if you I take sh- take away Seth Jones and you put Flurry Dougie Hamilton, free, they got great. Re- they did well, but I think the Seth Jones and like I just think the construction of their entire roster. I think they beca- gave up way to me. They gave up way too much. Absolutely, they gave him way too much money, and the roster's not quite. It's not good there. enough, and I think people are overrating them because they made so many of these big moves that people yeah. are like, "Wow, like look, they're going to be great next." They year. made some great low key. They moves. did, they did, but I, I think people but it's are just giving them not so much quite there. Yeah. and you don't have enough room or assets to get you to that next level. One hundred percent, and they're getting so much praise. I think. For it, and I think that's why I, th- I would consider them pretenders. But also, like, take away Seth Jones, and like you said, put in Dougie Hamilton. And this is like, I would, on- I liked their offseason. Better, if they I did don't that. like their depth. Their depth forwards like are, are not Carpenter, good. Jujar, mm-hmm. Hagel, Kurashev's a decent player. Borgstrom is a very, very up and down. Don't know what you're going to get there. Tyler Johnson's okay. Like, they, they, their team could go the way of San Jose, where like kind of aging core, and then just all of a sudden just drop off a cliff. Like, and but, then you're stuck with, and then you're contracts. really stuck. Yeah. So, um, yeah, they're 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 in an interesting, very interesting situation here. So, I like I, I like that as a pretender. That's a good pretender. I think I also I agree with you. They are pretenders to me too. So, all right. And then my contender. I mean, what kind of Leafs podcast would we would we be without mentioning the Toronto Maple Leafs? I know. I'm gonna get. I I know I'm gonna get in shit for saying this, but I truly do believe that this is a contending roster, and here's why: the last two years of the playoffs of what they've put forth in the playoffs. I'm not counting the year before because their defense core didn't hold Vastly a candle to what yeah. what it is now. So the last two years, I think, like not similar-ish kind of thing, build to their team. There's been significant injuries in both years. A decor that did have Cody Ceci, Tyson Berry making up one-third of it lost Jake Muzzin, their best defenseman, right? That's a huge loss in that Columbus series there. Then this year you lose John Tavares. I understand the Leafs were still minus 300 to win that series. They were up 3-1, and they totally crapped their pants. And they, and they didn't have Jake Muzzin again in Game 7 there. And Game 6. Or uh, halfway got, through Game 6, correct. Oh, okay. But they did come back. That yeah. shouldn't be any excuses there. I feel like they figure out the power play. They've added some pieces that I feel like could help them figure out the power play. And lastly, they're going to need to figure out deployment of their roster. Last year, it was way too much of the old strategy. Your best players are there. Throw them on the ice. No. The Tampa Bay Lightning had the best roster last year. They had the best players. Did they do that? They did not. And they won the cup two years in a row. Don, uh, Sheldon Keefe, it's been a long Aussie. I almost called him David Keefe. <laughs> Sheldon Keefe needs to look at that yeah. and say, where did I go wrong? I agree. There needs to be some more nuance in his, uh, in his deployments, for sure. For sure. But he's... Yeah, yeah. you've added some pieces here, like Andre Kasha. We've seen what he can do. Can he stay healthy? You know, like, I hate to extrapolate way, way, way too far, but one thing with concussion issues, sometimes it has to do with the back, with your neck. There's something wrong with your neck that's restricting airflow into your brain and causing you easy to get concussions easier. It's what happened with Crosby. Maybe something like that happened with Kasha. They've figured it out. They've strengthened the neck there. 
and he can give us a full 82. If he can give us a full 82, oh, my God. He'll be great for us. But if, even if, like, Richie can play up to just what he's shown in Boston, awesome. And then Michael Bunting, that's a dice roll, but that'll be interesting there as well. Like, you have the superstars. You have a, de- a good de- uh, decor. You have goaltenders that can go on runs. Why not? Like, I understand the scarring from before. I still see your shadows in my room kind of thing, right? But there's a reason that the Leafs are one, two, three, four, five, sixth for Stanley Cup odds right now on Betfred. On Betfred? On Bodog, they're fourth. So, so even better. Some I'll people take a look at Bet365. But yeah. what are your thoughts on yeah, that? Yeah, no, that's, that's very, like, that's great, great points you made there. I, I'm honestly... I'm surprised, but I'm also not surprised, you know, because they are contenders, and I feel like it's almost a crime to not. Well, they're pieces of shit for letting us down so many years in a row. But we can't blame it on these guys in particular. We can't let the the sixteen year the the players the the team from sixteen years ago affect us now. You know, like these guys have only been us. Harold Baller. Yeah, we can't let the ghost of Harold Baller and the curse that he's put on the team. We can't take it out on these kids here. But you know, I think these are the kids who can break the curse. And if you're not considering this team a contending team. I I don't know what, what which hockey you you must have been watching the KHL the past few years because they they have the, all the pieces in place to do it. They just need to just go out there and do analytics. it. They just need to go out there and do it. Honestly, like you said, they they picked give up give Sheldon keep one healthy playoffs. Yeah, give give them even a that's full, all a full training camp, a full season with the team. Like this is the first time we're yes. gonna see this team out of like a, a bubble or a extenuating like circumstance. Like they're they're in a. They're they're gonna have a Could full Sheldon camp. Keep a full season with their captain John Tavares using his own sticks. Yes, because <laughs> I was kindly reminded today he was using Pierre Engvall's for, for forty half a, games, which is insane. for half a year. Insane because Pierre Engvall's also crazy six, that eight. it was the same stick and like he just wasn't scoring. And it's like okay, but like the name Engvall was on. It. Yeah, like that that'll that's a minus twenty goals. That's right a away. bad juju right there. That's bad, especially oh, with that yeah. guy shooting luck. Like, but. Even still, like the like they signed. Oh, they're they're so good. I don't know how. Like we talked about how how good they've gotten this off season. They've improved, which is again, like we said before, is not it was not an easy thing to do this off season when you're losing a player. And they didn't lose any roster players from the expansion draft. They've done everything right so far. I think it would have been nice to have Jared McCann. Oh, it would have been great. <laughs> it would have been awesome. But I, anyways, but uh, I wonder if you side note. I wonder if you could have given something with curve. Anyways, I don't want to talk about the expansion, but. Um, one thing that's on my was stubborn. I don't know. That was yeah. a weird one. Yeah. Anyways, one thing that's on my mind though is what's going to happen with Morgan Riley. I feel like it's. I know this is like a little bit of a tangent, but what's going to happen with him? Because are are we going to resign him or is he? I'm, in all honesty, and I know a lot of people aren't going to like to hear this. I'm fine with just playing out the season with him and then figuring it out afterwards. Love if it, it doesn't work. Yeah. It doesn't work. You have a window. You need to win now. Mm-hmm. It doesn't like if you lose Morgan Riley. Okay, he was a rental then. Yeah, like you need him on this roster. It doesn't. Oh, I've heard the. Oh, if he's not going to sign an extension, then trade him. What good is a first round pick going to do for the Leafs right now in this year? Absolutely nothing. What's it going to do for next year? Yeah. The year after that, even. Like the Leafs drafted Rodian Amarov fifteenth overall. He's still in the KHL two years later. <laughs> like. It's not going to do us – assets, young assets are not going to do us any good. Draft capital is not going to do us any good. Sure, it helps the Leafs more so in the long run. 
This is the window. You need to win now, right? Yeah. Or else the window closes and you don't know what happens after that. Yeah. So, yeah. So wait and see. I I love uh anyway sorry sorry about games I like the the contender pick what a what a good pick this is, uh, yeah that was, I love it. Go on I'm dying here I need to like <laughs> I don't know what it is about this room it just it's a little me stuffy, up so eh? much but yeah there of all the additions the least made a it it was it was good it was a great off season for them and I'm and I'm happy for what they did Nick Ritchie uh Andre Ritchie Cash short up the depth bunting. Gun- Cash, uh, we, we've talked Ravnick. about it so we talked about this so much so like that's awesome I, go I, on next uh next picks for you next picks for me um okay so my next pick for uh i'm gonna go contender and my next pick is gonna be the florida panthers so we've se- we've seen them kind of uh separate themselves from the rest of these middling of the pack teams this past year they made a lot of uh, a, a, a lot of good additions uh, last year, um, but they've also improved uh, a, a good amount this year. And just that mixed with their their players overall improving and getting some players back from injury will, I think, help them and propel them into the Stanley Cup conversation. So the players they uh, lost this year they lost Chris Trieger, they lost Keith Yandel, Wenberg, and Strawman. All those players are very very good players, but the type of players where you can, where you're able to replace them internally. So Drieger potentially replaced by Spencer Knight. We'll see how that goes. We know Bobrovsky is good enough to to start for a team, and he, even though he might not be the Picking best, backing off of that is goaltending a question mark for them. Do you think? Absolutely, but that's something that I think can be easily fixed. Honestly, not easily, but they have the assets to to make it a a, a fix. And I think what they're doing, where in the immediate though. Maybe not right away, but I think this team is good enough where who, regardless of their goalie is, they'll be able to make the playoffs with, with their goaltenders right now. Make the playoffs, sure. Yeah. So, but, and if, I, I like what they're Contend. doing with... Content. yeah. So that's the thing. If Spencer Knight doesn't work out, then that's what you do. You go make a move for a goalie. And I, I think if you make a move for a good enough goalie, this is a contending team. You just got to find one. Yeah. And I... I, I their there's, middle pairing on D looks... Nudavara and Montour. That's an interesting one. For, I think it might be Forsling, but yeah, Forsling is on here. Yeah, their third. If if Forsling is their mm-hmm. third pairing, like Daily Faceoff says, that's a solid. Third yeah. pair. I mean, Forsling For, was Forsling was fantastic. He, he they got him off waivers, and he took a huge step forward this year. He was great for them. I think he was their number two. I think he's going to be their their, their hockey second line. Doing a fantastic they're they're doing job. a great job identifying these guys because he was I, like at the beginning of the season. I think was it Ottawa who put him on waivers. Anyways, um, he was on Chicago at one point. It was Chicago. Sorry. It was Chicago. So, um, anyways, they lost a couple of players, but I, I think they re- are able to replace Yandel and Strawman internally with just with yeah. the improvements of of uh, Uyghur and Forsling. Yeah, Yandel and, and was a, a specialist kind of player. I yeah. believe he was scratched in the playoffs at one point. Wenberg was riding that high shooting percentage, so over a long per- ter- period of time, like keeping that around, not the probably best. won't yeah. work out as what you would hope. Yeah, uh, but also in addition why I'm going to strengthen your pick as them for them as a contender. Last year, we saw them take the lightning to six. Yes. I mean, not the closest of close series, but they didn't have Aaron Eckblad and they made some very good moves in getting Sam Reinhart yeah. for not that, that much in there. Yeah. Like you're bringing in Anton Lund- Lundell 
He's a very good player. It's a big asking of him. It says third pairing, third line center right now. So we'll see there. But I mean, there's a big question mark in net, but I really liked how they played last year. And I love how they added Sam. They added yeah, to that, that, that forward group. Yeah. So it was already pretty good. Their, their forward group is sick right now. And, and their core is like in the, that perfect age of like, of the uh, the perfect age of a, of players you want to contend with, right? So Barkov is twenty five, uh, Reinhardt twenty five, Huberdo twenty eight, Bennett twenty five, Duclair twenty six, uh, Carter Verhage twenty six. These are this is their entire top six is pretty much in the, when players in the NHL tend to peak for points yeah. and 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 playing uh, uh, their ability to play. So they are even their defense too. Ekblad twenty five, Mont- Montour twenty seven, Weger twenty seven, Forsling. 25. These are all guys who are pretty much peaking right now. And Gudis is the only old. Gudis is the but only yeah. old one. But that even like the oldest guy on their roster other than Gudas and do Oh, and they got I forgot. The oldest guy on their roster is Joe Thornton. Oh, yeah, gotcha. <laughs> and I wa- I wonder if he I totally <laughs> forgot about that one. You know, and like he was honestly fine for the Leafs. He was a great depth piece for, for the Leafs, even though he played top he was, whatever. He was he was serviceable. He's not who, used properly. Who knows? Ma- that. Maybe the the Florida air and the Florida being able to go in the ocean every day in tan maybe dips into the fountain of youth. Yarmir Yager was able to do pretty well down like when he when he was in his mid to late forties. Yeah. So maybe maybe Joel Thorne can catch that same. Same wave. I don't know. That was an awful pun, but, <laughs> um, but yeah, th- that's they're they're my contenders. They're they're in shape right now to to be a contending team. They're I think they have, Bodog has them as uh, pretty low. Seven, and I think One, two, it's three, because four. of the goaltending aspect. Yeah, eighth, eighth. But so I, I don't mean, know. Spencer Knight. Honestly, when you look at goalies coming into the league, like if he's their starter. He's going to have to take an out-of-this-world jump. Yeah. Just look at any other goaltender at his age in the NHL. There's very few, and I believe Vasilevsky at his age was in the NHL as a backup. Yes. And was very average. Yes, he was. Very average. That's Andre Vasilevsky, one of the best goalies in the league right now. So their biggest hope is Bobrovsky figures it out. Yeah, and I, I think when he was... They a, need Bobrovsky to figure it out, and yeah. they need Bobrovsky to go on that run because to gamble on Spencer Knight to make this just out-of-this-world run and have this never-before-seen season... Like, I like Spencer Knight. I think he's a fantastic goaltender, but for him to be a 920 goaltender this year and to be good, or even 915, it would it's never been done in history, I don't think. Yeah, At least the last 25 years. So, so just a tidbit yeah. throw in there. But but again, my thing is if they don't work out. But I agree. He's, like they could, they have a lot of pieces in yeah, there. Yeah. They have a lot of very good pieces there. So who's your pretender? So my pretender was a team we were talking about earlier. They just offered she caught Kanyemi for six point one million dollars, and that is the so Carolina the Hurricanes, Hurricanes. On there as well. I was yeah. Considering. So I mean, the betting odds have. The hurricane's so high. Like, I know they do. I was, I was, I was legit shocked when I saw where like they have the the hurricanes right now are, are ahead of the Panthers, which is kind of interesting. But the I, I I'm so confused as to why they value that. The, like the, looking at the what they've lost and what they've gained, they've lost some big pieces. First of all, they lost the biggest piece in all of free agency, Dougie freaking Hamilton. Losing him is 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 a big piece, and who you have replacing him is. 
who who do you really have? Like is Slavin, Skay, are they supposed to pick up the, the duties? I know they're lefty, but are they supposed to pick up the duties? On right hand D, your right hand D right now are Brett Pesci, Ethan Bear, and Anthony D'Angelo. I that yeah. Carolina's decor has gone from one of the best to kind now, of Ethan Bear is an analytics darling, he very is. good defenseman. However, for him to make that jump of being yeah. a third pairing defenseman to being a top four and putting up very good numbers on a competitive team like that. That's a huge ask. It's a huge there. ask of him. Very, very, very big ask. And and I don't know. Uh, even even still, they they lost some forwards too. They lost Fogel. They lost Brock McGinn. And uh, they traded. Yeah, they traded Fogel for Ethan. Bear. Ethan Bear. Yeah. Brock McGinn is a decent depth player. That's a good ad by. Decent ad by Pittsburgh. There. I mean, it's not nobody kind of thing. Yeah, but but they but who Josh did Josh Levo there? Like, no, he was on Calgary last year, no. right? So yeah, who are, who are they sub Yeah, he was. They 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 didn't really supplement their depth all that well either, right? They lost these depth forwards and who are like I guess maybe if they get Kakanyemi, but you 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 brought in Josh Levo, you brought in Stepan, Jalen Chatfield, so Brandon Sish. These aren't they brought in Jalen Chatfield? Yeah, these aren't the, what the s- hell? These aren't the How is this guy in the NHL? <laughs> so bad. I don't even know. Has he scored a pro goal in the last five years? I don't know. Like he had twenty-eight points in his overager year in the OHL, and this guy's still in the NHL. This makes no sense to me it, at all. It, it might, However, it might be an AHL to strengthen deal, your point there. The Hurricanes always seem like that team. The past two years, actually, because that's the two years they've been competitive. They put up very good underlying numbers. I understand that. Very good team. Some solid players in there: Svechnikov, Aho, Teravine, and. Uh, Trocek, Nakash, Jordan Stahl's a good depth center. However, it's always seemed like they just didn't have what it took. They were so close to making it over the hump, but just couldn't quite get there. Now when you lose Dougie Hamilton and you lose um I'm trying and even Nadelkovic you could Nadelf- say there. Mrazic, Reimer, like even Mrazic, Reimer, wow. They literally lost their entire goalie tent, like their entire all of their trio. goalies who they had last year. Their it's a goalie complete trio. New turnover. And they they replaced it with Frederick Anderson and Anti Ranta. Ranta's a good Ranta's good, but good ad there. Aging though, not the greatest year last year. Same thing with Frederick Anderson. Yeah, two there. two almost like that's maybe buy lows, like that's two a, big gambles. So that's not a buy low. They paid Anderson four and a half. Yeah. But so that's a, it's a, it's a that's a huge dice rolling net. You lost a good, very good defenseman there. Maybe you add Kakanyemi up front. We'll see, kind of thing. But again, going back to my point, they didn't quite seem like they were there yet to become like a legit top four NHL contender. And then yeah. they took they took a step back. Let's just say I they took so, a yeah. step back this year. So I can understand why they would now be a pretender playoff team. If they can get the goaltending they des- they need or that they're expecting, but not quite there yet. And, and another point. another side note about uh, Carolina is they've always been the analytical darlings. It seems like according to public models, Even right? When they weren't making the playoffs. Yeah, but but the thing is, is that uh, we've seen it over the past couple of years that they are clearly a team that does very well analytically, but cannot turn that into actual goals, right? There are, these models aren't perfect. We like to reference them because they help us give a, a better insight on, on certain players and, and certain yeah. teams, but these aren't the, the be all end all, right? Some, some teams are better than their model, than a model says some teams are worse. And I think this might be the case with Carolina. They have a lot of, according to a lot of shooting models, at least they have a high expected goals, but it seems like everyone on their team aren't good finishers per se, but 
I wonder if that's more just the the model not contextualizing them enough and not really un- like not really putting the proper value to them. So maybe that's part of the reason why I have them as pretenders. They have they've never really been able to outperform their expected goals or, or what they're expected to do, and they've lost some very very big key pieces and haven't really replaced them very well. So that's a good one. Yeah, that's good pick. My, those are my pretenders. So um, so my pre- I'm gonna start off with my pretender. That's it. Gonna- Really have to explain this one. Okay. It's the Ottawa Senators, and obviously you're thinking, that's the <laughs> stupidest pick ever. They came dead last this year. What the hell do you mean? So the Ottawa Senators have been the target of a lot of articles. Can the Senators be a contender within the next five years? Unless they get like Shane Wright this next upcoming year, they Mitchkov, one of those, Connor Bedard even in a couple years. One of those elite players there. I don't see the Ottawa Senators making the playoffs this coming year. 100% I'm putting that at. And for them to become an elite team, they need one of those guys that I just mentioned. Without them, they like so they need a full tank job this year. <laughs> Without those guys, they're not going to be... I mean, maybe at best you ta- you're talking about the next, like, Carolina. Yeah. Second round exit kind of thing. Yeah. Right? They're they're kind of lack- because and here's my, my my logic in it. When you look at teams that win the Stanley Cup, they have elite offensive or elite players yeah. up front. Right? Or even on deep well, not so you don't need a lead elite on defense, but like good defensemen, which I think you, they do have. Usually a notable number right? one is what yeah. teams Thomas Shabbat I think yeah. is fantastic. Um, I've had to argue with everyone on it. Not going into any more Tanis Shabbat discussions, but like up front, like are these elite, like high level top 15 offensive players? Brady Kachuk, Josh Norris, Drake Batherson, Tim Stutzla, who we'll see how that pans out. Shane Pinto, Connor Brown, and then like Logan Brown. Right. I, yeah, I don't Alex think Alex Formenton's in there. Closest maybe is Brady to Chuck, but I don't think any of Chuck. those guys are real. Like solid yeah. players. Yeah. Josh Norris had a great rookie season. How much solid. more can he get up there? And like we've heard from Dave, he said last episode he texted me. He said our buddy Dave, Sens fan. This is where we get our Sens insight from. Watches every single game, no doubt. He he was saying. Drake Batherson, 25 and 25, 50, and then like uh, Brady Kachuk, 30 and 30. But it's like, okay, when you compare it to the Tampa Bay Lightning, Steven Stamkos put up, I think, 98 points a couple years ago. Nikita Kucherov, a 100-point player. Braden Point has put up eight high 80s and has just been a, a complete monster in the playoffs. You look at the the winning the Stanley Cup winning team before that, the Washington Capitals. Who do they have? Alex Ovechkin, Nick Backstrom. On the back end, John Carlson was a very good power play player, yeah. right? And then in net, is Matt Murray really the answer? Is it going? Is Philip Gustafson going to take a jump? Maybe. I mean, he's a good goal. He's a good goalie, but I mean. We'll see on that one as well. There's a lot, a lot of question marks yeah. there. I, I think their best bet, they need to absolutely tank 100%. this year and get Shane Wright or tank in two years and get Connor Bedard. Yeah. 
I think I think or they need to keep, screwed. keep the tank going for a couple of years because this is definitely not a roster that can. I mean, not in quite even the same situation, but we saw yeah. what happened when the Leafs. So they went for it too young. I th- yeah, I agree. Like I think the Leafs in that first. This is hindsight, total hindsight Absolutely. analytics. Absolutely, but that year in sixteen seventeen when they traded for Brian Boyle, obviously Brian Boyle, that was not the right move. They were not ready, a hundred percent. They were not ready, but that year they should have traded JVR and Tyler Bozak. Gotten some assets, been able to gear up a couple of years from there. Delay, and then probably wouldn't have made the playoffs. Yeah, hundred percent wouldn't have made but, the but playoffs. He, but here's here's yeah, like who, who cares, right? Because like they didn't win anyways, right? Like they were they obviously you don't know, but anyways, we're using we're using hella hindsight here. But yeah, you trade JVR that yeah. year, you trade Bozak that year. They have one more year. You're able to get that much more at the deadline like i i saw a lot of people oh they should have tra- traded jvr at the deadline the next year well no a hundred percent no they signed they john Tavares that, that year yeah. and they were trying to go for it mm-hmm. that year that was the year yeah. they traded for placanics yeah who i mean once you sign john Tavares, that's when it, okay it was we're all in we're going for it now yeah now is and the they time. didn't quite have the d for it which i was very stubborn i said no they do crosby won the cup with a bunch of scrubs on the back end, but it seems to be an enigma so far. Yeah, that's yeah, that's fine. We always go back to that well, but it seems like not. It seems like a once in yeah every but even relating yeah. to what I was saying about the sense with this high level, not like bonafide offensive players. Who did the Penguins have? That was two years after, like before that one. Yeah, right. Like you kind of need these high offense. Even when you look at the Stanley Cup losers, like. Dallas did have Tyler Sagan. Jamie Benn's not quite there anymore, but Alex Radulov's a very good player. And then they were more so stacked on the back end with Esselin. That was decent, but um, what's his name? Klingberg. John Klingberg and then the other defenseman. and Heiskanen. Those guys, yeah. So, yeah. Right? Uh, yeah, I, I see what you're saying here because a lot of people, I feel like a lot of people have Ottawa taking steps forward this year. But they're my pretender for two years from now. <laughs> they're, I think they're the That's pretenders my over the future pretender. I feel like maybe you're talking to Dave too much, but anyways, <laughs> he's just so high on the sense. But um, he is, yeah. But no, all the articles. Have I know. Have not seen any articles saying are the are the sense a contender I, for in, in when can they become a contender kind of thing? If I do, I just skip them. If I do, I just skip them because, like, to me, they're nowhere. They're a bottom three team in the Eastern Conference. They will a hundred like. The highest they'll finish is fourth. They're not finishing like, or, like. That's the least said. I dip way too much into the auto. <laughs> bullshit. Like, it's from Mark Mathot sent a tweet saying something stupid about this. Yeah, like, I, I I can see where you're coming from. I see where you're coming from. They're they're definitely not. Clickbait articles are getting to yeah. me. They're not taking so the step my, forward. That's my pretender for yeah. three years from now. And and also that. now, but yeah, who oh, knows? Maybe they make right the playoffs. Now, yeah. No, they're not. No, no, they won't. No, they won't. Right now, yeah, they have Logan Brown's. Penciled in as their third line center. That guy stinks. But, anyways, my uh, contender is just a really easy slam dunk. Like, uh, an absolute salami down the middle kind of pick is the Avalanche. Like, (laughs) this team is so good. Yeah. Bottom to top. I mean, like, just all over, this team is so good. They lost Philip Grubauer. Oh, no. They lost Philip Grubauer. They went out and got a better goaltender. Like, I don't see... Like, they, they fell flat in the second round two years in a row. Sure. However, I, I don't think Eric Johnson was playing in the playoffs. Either. He was He's not. He's back. 
They added Ryan Murray on top of that. They have Bowen Byram, Sam Gerrard. Like, they have so many good defensemen. And then up front, even, like, they lost Brandon Saad. Sure, that's going to dent them there. But, but they, they also got Tyson Yost on an absolute steal of a deal for only $2 million. Doesn't matter. He was there last year. I know, but, but I'm just, just saying, like, to supplement. But yeah, like, he is a good defensive yeah. player. Him and Chushkin. That could be a very that's a very good shutdown defensive yeah. line. But again, the Colorado Avalanche, from what I understood, I don't think they were optimizing their playing time as well. Similar to what the Leafs were doing against Vegas. And then what happened? They did they tried to do it, they tried to make the adjustment, and then it was too late. They were trying to get McKinnon, I believe, away from Stone. And at first, um, whoever Colorado's coaches, I'm drawing a blank, it's very late. Um <laughs> He, he said, I don't care. I have the Bednar, best players Bednar, in the world. Yeah. Bednark, yes. And then after that, you see him, saw him try to make the switch and, oh, I got to get McKinnon away from Mark Stone. It just didn't quite work, right? In the playoffs, what happened against Vegas? They kind of fell flat, yeah. right? But they I think they, uh, they they upgraded, if not quite. Uh, well, they were about the same as last year. And like yeah. you saw at their peak what they can do. It's a scary team, mm-hmm. and I, 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 they deservedly are the the favorites to win the yes. Stanley Cup right now. They're they're almost like uh, in the same way that Florida has the that core that's maturing at the right time. They're in the same boat as them with Ranton in twenty four, McKinnon twenty five, Burakovsky twenty six, Comfort twenty six, Nitrushkin twenty six. They're D McCarr twenty two, Gerard twenty three, Devin Taves twenty seven. They're they are in the perfect spot right now to be to to be contenders of in for the cup and the players are in the perfect spot to do that. They're all peaking at the same time. They've done great stuff in the off season. They obviously lost some players, but when you're that good of a team, it's hard not to lose uh, uh, players when you go for cup runs. Uh, and, and yeah, they're, they're, they're rightfully so the, the favorites right now to win the cup. So um, I like that. I, I, even though it was on the nose, I, I still like the pick a lot because I, I think sometimes you, you kind of go look, like people can try and get cute with this. No, it's just it's right in front of us. These yeah. are the contenders. It's the freaking. I don't like to throw it hot. Colorado. Average. I don't like to be like, oh, this is a hot takes podcast. Simply because when you go for hot takes, it's like you don't even believe this. Like, yes. let's, let's get real. Like, give me some good points. Yeah. Give me some good analysis. I'd rather that than hot takes. Because yeah. you see that all the time now. It's like. Yeah, all right, your opinion is different from everyone else, maybe because it's shit. <laughs> um, one team that I want to discuss, I think yeah. we've gone through a lot of the, covered the bulk of the yeah. contenders, pretenders kind of thing. The Lightning, what do you see them doing next year? I, I think they're going to be just fine. I, I, I'm expecting... Just fine, wow. I'm expecting some, some leaps uh, uh, from, their, from their, their younger guys in like Colton Ross or... Or Ross, Ross, oh my God, Ross Colton, uh, what's his name? Smith, uh, Matthew Joseph, Barboulet. They they got they Jamel got the, Smith. Yeah, a- any of these guys to come up and just play and be better than they were last year. They they they're they're allowing these guys the position to be better than they were last year. So it's it, John Cooper's going to ask them to step up, and I think they'll they'll be just fine. Maybe the, I don't know if they're going to win the cup next year, but I think they're. They're sitting right right where they should they should Their be. Their usage is going to be really it's going to be really interesting to see how John Cooper's usage is, especially in the playoffs. There, I mean, does he trust Matthew Joseph such as he did with Yanni Gord? Probably not. 
Are they going to then that means, okay, they're going to start to play Sorelli like they did Yanni Gord and being a shut down guy there. Do you then have to take Stamkos off of that line because he's not quite, I mean, he's a good goal scorer. Do you really want him in that situation kind of there? He was already um, kind of playing on the like third line ish minutes in the playoffs, right? Or well, like yeah, because kind of only, they were using yeah, that the third line, line, the very very good yeah. third line, as their second line. <laughs> Sometimes they they were playing them the most, yeah. And so it was like they kind of got lost in the shuffle, so to speak. Still a good line, but yeah, I, I'm yeah, I'm I'm okay with how uh, the Lightning look this year. Like they they should be fine. Like maybe let's hope Tony from the bridge can take a step forward. He was at Petty Cash this weekend, by the way. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> he had his cup party this weekend. Yeah, I saw. at Petty Cash. Oh, he did it at Petty. Yeah, I oh, think so. He started in Woodbridge, and then I guess he probably eventually got there. Yeah, probably um, eventually got there. But yeah. I mean, the the defense is still the same. Core is the same. <laughs> that defensive core is scary, which is why they I feel like they're going to be fine. Too. Yeah, that's not bad. That's a nice one there. Yeah. They're, they're 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 going to be fine. Some they're small configurations in the bottom six. Kind it's of thing. it's going to be interesting to watch for sure, just to see how they who who just because they went same roster back to back years pretty much. Yeah, they're they're going to see now which if the cream of like if the cream of the crop rises to the top, right? Is that yeah. what the saying is? So I think they'll <laughs> for sure win a few like a, a playoff round, like the second. Like it, it'll just be so interesting. Like when they get to a team like the Islanders, where then you have to start playing chess with your line matchups and everything, like how does that work now? Like that you don't have your go-to shutdown line like that. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting also just looking at the teams that they could potentially play. Cause I do, yeah. I, I don't know if, I wonder if they can finish first, like maybe like a Florida or Toronto can come out and take away first maybe. in the division. And then they'll have to play one of probably Florida, Toronto or Boston. Right. Yeah. So that's going to be tough. Like I that, think until further notice, they're a contender for me. Yeah. Yeah, they're but still contenders in my books too. We'll see, we'll see because there are some question like there are some question marks but it's not major ones, right? Mm-hmm. So there actually might be I mean, I don't know what Hedman's going to be if he's going to require surgery or whatever, but we'll see on yeah. that front. Any other team you want to talk about here? Or? I have the Knights here just because pretenders I mean, or con- or contenders. Contenders yeah. in the contenders list simply okay. because we saw how good they were last year. They made it the conference finals and then shit their pants against Montreal. They, they don't, they, again, they didn't address their biggest need really. And they needed a center, but they didn't lose anything really. Like yeah. they lost flurry, but like they have, that was their they one, have, a one B yeah. kind of guy. Yeah. Right. So we'll, it'll be interesting to see what Nolan Patrick does this year. It'll be interesting to see what they can do without Alex Tuck this year, because he's out for six oh, yeah, months. I forgot so about that for the majority of the year. He's out, but, out for mean, the year. Wink until playoffs. <laughs> that'll be. That's kind of funny. Yeah, it's Jack Eichel. Yeah, maybe. We'll maybe. See. That's another that one we so fun. still haven't seen where that domino falls. How how about this for a pretender though? This might be a little bit. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think this is a hot take. Seattle maybe as a pretender. Um, a, a, like I can a, see it. a team that, that maybe people expect to make the playoffs but might not. Like they're again they're in an easy division, but are they gonna? Yeah. Are, are they going to beat out? Like, I, I don't think they're better than Edmonton. They're definitely not better than Vegas. So now they're fighting between Calgary and Vancouver for that last spot. I don't think they'll be, like, competitive. Like, I don't know how long Yanni Gord is out for. I believe it was six, four months after the end of the season. So we'll see kind of on that one. I mean, just looking at the second line here, Yarncroft, McCann, Donskoy. 
not inspiring to me. But. And then third line, Tanev, Wenberg, Appleton, that's better. Yeah. Fourth line, Blackwell, Geeky, Bastion. That's okay. Defense, I really like the defense yeah. there. Really like the goaltending. The top line isn't exceptional. So that'll be it'll be very, very interesting to see. Can this team be driven and ride their back end, essentially? Yeah. Maybe some boring hockey. Probably. What Probably their goal is in D is what is, it seems like what they're going to be. And I think the, the forwards play that kind of style as well, like the kind of grit yeah, grind. They're probably going to have to convert Jared McCann to something like that yeah. fast player, like uh, f- probably some dump and chase forechecking, yeah. retrieve the pucks, preserve leads kind of thing. Going to be interesting. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I like that pick. In terms of pretender, sure. Like pretender for the cup, sure. sure. Yes, yeah. 100%. To make the playoffs, we'll see. Mm-hmm. It's an ugly division, but yeah, this forward group isn't exactly the most inspiring yeah. right now. It's gonna be a fun year this year in the NHL. I oh yes, great to have. A f- hopefully, we're gonna have a full season. It'll be amazing. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. some fans in the stands. That would be great. It's always fun. Made every game ten times better. That's all I got for now. You got anything you want to close off? I with? got nothing else. I got. It's ticket season now. A friend of mine asked if I want to go to Leaf game potentially this wow. year, and I'm so so damn excited. Are you kidding me? So, oh God. get your tickets. Can't wait to be in person, watch hockey live. Salvage. I'm looking forward to this year. I'm looking forward. We only have a, we only have a, two or three more weeks, or I think one week until camp starts, right? Or two weeks until I think rookie camp starts. Yeah, two weeks I believe. Some yeah. teams start at like the ninth, I want to say, mm-hmm. but seventh or ninth. But yeah. And are they're, they're running like there. I read that I don't know I didn't know they do this. They're doing like a rookie tournament like camp almost with like teams playing each other. Yeah, they teams. do rookie tournament every year except for last year, obviously. Yeah. But are they gonna air that? That'd be sweet to see. Uh, they don't really. Maybe, maybe, hopefully live broadcast on YouTube. But anyways, that's all. Yeah. See you guys later. Thank you for listening. Go, Lisco.